You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. Week three is here. Welcome, everybody, to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast. All right, so this one's coming to you a little bit later, so there won't be any Thursday night <clears throat> showdown review. My apologies for that, but I did mention, you know, earlier in the season, it's just going to be a really hectic season for me between a new job, writing, etc. So these podcasts are really going to come to you, you know, when I get the when I get the time. Sometimes it won't be until late Thursday, sometimes it'll be on Wednesday, etc. So it's the Dolphins Jags game just kicked off. Um, so that is to give you a reference of what time it is about late Thursday. And we are going to get into the week three main slate. And I will also have an update on Saturday with the core four and the Sunday night showdown as well. Okay, let's take a look at quarterback. First and foremost, I think it's a week that we are going to be paying up for quarterback just based on, you know, just the value at quarterback and the value at the other positions. It looks like this, you know, a lot of times, most weeks, there's going to be a value guy that we can, you know, point to or or more than one that we can look at to fill our lineups to get more studs in. However, there's a little bit more value at the other positions this week, I think, and there are mostly uh, quarterbacks in the top range that I'm looking at. First and foremost, I think it is going to be hard to not go back to Kyler Murray. At 6,800, he's playing the Lions. Both teams play really fast. The Lions do play a ton of man defense, which is always good for a running quarterback because the defenders have their backs to the quarterback most of the time when they're uh, you know when they're in the hip pocket of the receiver guarding the receiver their attention is more so on their man and not in the backfield and that does happen with man defense right zone you're facing the line of scrimmage you're covering an area of the field and you you know you have eyes on the receivers that are coming in and out of your zone but you're mostly looking at the quarterback so man defense definitely benefits Murray plus I just think that game should have a good amount of points, so I think Kyler Murray is a really nice cash game play. But then you also have Russ Wilson and Dak. They're the two most expensive quarterbacks on the slate. I think they're just going to go at it. This game looks like it's going to be a shootout. If you get all the way up to them, I wouldn't fault you either. Um, I mean, Josh Allen against the Rams, Cam Newton against the Raiders there's just like four or five guys up in this top range that I think are, are really great players. I wouldn't fault you for playing any. I'm leaning Kyler, though, just based on the amount of rushing yards that he's probably going to pile up. If you really love a lineup with a cheap quarterback, right, you build a lineup and you love it and you, you can only spend a little bit. Um, I mean, I really don't see one, to be honest, but I think we can maybe go... To Jared Goff, I mean, maybe Teddy Bridgewater. Those are like the two most enticing ones under 6K for me, but I really don't like it at all. I do think this is a week where we have to get up and pay up at quarterback. There's just not much going on down in 
the 5Ks. At running back, um, you know, Zeke is in play. I think, like I just said, the Cowboys are going to score a ton of points again. Last week was so tilting with Dak scoring three one-yard touchdowns. Um, just brutal. Jonathan Taylor, I was expecting him to be up in the 8Ks after that performance and getting like 28 touches last week. Now he gets the Jets, who um, are, you know, notoriously bad pass defense. And, you know, a lot of people think they have a better run defense, but I just think they're just not good in general. And I think, you know, it's a massive total, or excuse me, a massive spread in favor of the Colts. So I think there's going to be plenty of running there for Jonathan Taylor like him a lot. Miles Sanders also jumps off the page at me. Uh, 6,400. He got 20 plus touches last week. He looks healthy. He gets a Cincinnati defense that is absolutely abysmal. The Eagles probably don't want to have that uh, Wentz dropping back a million times. So I do like Miles Sanders. Um, I like Kenyon Drake for tournaments, kind of as a pivot to. Uh, Kyler Murray in that instance um, I think he's definitely a decent play Um, I don't really know I mean Devonta Freeman at 5,500 always you know looks enticing I'll have to wait for more word on exactly how much he's going to play then we obviously have Mike Davis uh, 5,100 McCaffrey replacement caught a ton of balls last week I think he is in play for sure. Then 4,900 Jarek McKinnon without Tevin Coleman, without Raheem Mostert. Uh, McKinnon should be the lead back. I'm, I'm sure Jeff Wilson's going to get some some run, but McKinnon should be the main pass catcher. And, you know, he should be, I would say he gets uh, maybe 70 to 80% of the snaps in that Niners offense. So I think he is absolutely in play as well at wide receiver um i think we can't ignore deandre hopkins he's just going to be a volume hog like he was in houston we are wrong about that um it is a little dangerous to pair kyler murray and deandre hopkins in the same lineup if you're stacking in cash i like to do it with cheaper guys you know like um yeah, a cheap quarterback and his cheap tight end or something like that because If it flops, it's not as detrimental to your lineup as, you know, two guys that cost 16K. Um, I don't even mind doing it with, like, a stud receiver if he has a cheap quarterback or or the opposite. But, you know, the two two of the higher-priced guys on the entire slate, stacking them, could be very dangerous. Uh, Could be, you know, if you're looking for upside, if you're playing a ton of head-to-heads, more head-to-heads than double-ups, go for it. Maybe you'll, you know, capture a 90 to 95% winning week. So that, you know, I think you have to kind of look at what type of games, if you do make that stack, I think you play some more head to heads than you do double ups. Um, Also Calvin Ridley, you know, you can go instead of Hopkins, maybe you can go Calvin Ridley. They get the bears. I mean, he's just been dynamite, double digit targets, two touchdowns in the last two weeks. He's probably going to come back to earth at some point. Maybe it's this week, but man, it's, it's tough not to, to ride that wave. Um, Terry McLaurin, man, he had Pat Peterson in the spin cycle all last week and he was targeted a ton in the first week too. So I think Terry McLaurin is definitely in play going forward as long as he's in the 5Ks, which he is this week against the Browns. Not really a scary matchup. Um, And, and I mean, after seeing what he did to Patrick Peterson, there's not many matchups that I'm going to be scared away from from McLaurin 
you know, Haskins locks onto him. Deontay Johnson, I think, is in play. Uh, especially, I mean, Juju looks like he might be iffy to play. Um, I don't know if that helps or hurts Deontay. You know, he will get more attention if he is the number one on the field, but I still think the volume will compensate for that. I think CeeDee Lamb, in a game that we've already talked about, is going to have a ton of points, is in play. And then two cheapies, man. Demir Bird, he gets that Monday night football pricing neglect, but he's been on the field pretty much the entire time for the Patriots. And last week he targeted he was targeted by Cam a ton. So I think he is in play. And then KJ Hamler with uh, and this one, this one might be a little thin with, you know, brand new quarterback carousel going on in Denver. Like if it was Drew Locke and, and KJ Hamler was gonna get the snaps and run that he was gonna get, I would say, you know, absolutely. Um, I'll have to look into this a little bit more about Hamler because, you know, obviously he's a rookie. He didn't even play week one, so it's, it is kind of thin, but man, there's going to be targets to go around, so I definitely have to consider him uh, based on his projected target share, despite the fact that uh, it's going to be a pretty interesting situation at quarterback in Denver. At tight end, I think it's down to three guys for me. I mean, we saw Darren Waller absolutely mash on Monday Night Football. I think he could do that. Again, against the the, the Patriots, um, you know, Carr just locks onto them. They could be losing. The only problem is that game might be slow. Um, Logan Thomas, again, three weeks in a row, we've recommended Logan Thomas. On what planet uh, are we? So the thing about Logan Thomas is he just gets tons of opportunities. He, he hasn't necessarily cashed in so far. I mean, he did have a touchdown in week one. But he's still in that like 4 for 30, 4 for 40 range. But he's getting tons of targets. He had tons of opportunity last week. I think that comes to a head this week against the Browns. I like him again for 3,700. You can't go wrong. If Jack Doyle is out, however, Mo Alley-Cox, man. He looked so athletic. Uh, he is just a freak going over 100 yards on five targets or six targets. If Jack Doyle is out with Paris Campbell out as well, think we can fire up Moelle Cox for 100 more than Logan Thomas um and then I mean you know you know how you know what I say about defense guys you know fill out your lineup and then worry about defense from there um I think the Steelers are a great play this week I think the Bucks are a great play this week against the beat up Broncos um I think the Eagles against the Bengals are a great play this week even if you want like to punt with the Jets again um, you know, Philip Rivers is always prone to a pick or two. So that is basically how it goes. Um, I will be back on Saturday with my core four and any updates to this main slate rundown that I think are pertinent or, you know, guys that I've come across in the last day or two that, uh, have been added to my cash game considerations. I will talk to you on Saturday.